Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And on the front row of media row was Kevin McPherson. Your thoughts last night, Kevin, on the Arkansas red-white showcase well um i think razorback fans especially the ones who got to go uh had had something to smile about um uh, you know basketball season's here now the regular season's still um you know a few weeks away about a month away but first of three dress rehearsals in october i count the red white game it's not technically an exhibition game it's an intra-squad scrimmage but you get fans out and it's officiated um and and the way basketball works now guys is you especially at arkansas you've got almost a brand new team every year so you know you might as well the sooner the better on getting to learn who these guys are and see kind of a little bit about their games and i've been talking for so long about how veteran this team is and just i've, I've used this phraseology you know i think from a positional standpoint, it may be the most diverse, deepest team at each position, more versatility uh, because guys they can play multiple positions. And I just feel like what I saw last night backs it up. I mean, I, you, you know, we were at the practice, the open practice a few days ago, and we haven't seen three-point shooting in Arkansas in, in probably three years like what we saw at practice with two guys going back and forth hitting threes in Jeremiah Davenport and Joseph opinion. Well, on a much expanded, bigger stage and more expanded opportunity in a, in a, in a game setting, those guys went at it again. I mean, you had a you had Davenport scores 11 quick points, three of four from three, and the, the white team jumps out to an 11-2 lead. Pinion strikes back. Davenport has all 19 of his points in the first half. Pinion has 17 of his 20 in the first half. And, and they hit a lot of threes. Collectively, these teams went 14 of 28 from three. That's 50%. Seven different players hit threes, guys. But there were a couple of them that didn't count as threes, and maybe they were towing the line. I thought they were threes when they first shot them. I didn't have the best angle at courtside, Randy, uh, sometimes. But, uh, you know, so it could have been more. Uh, but this team definitely has a, a, a larger collection of players that are competent shooting the basketball, facing the basket. So that's my overall impression. I loved, on top of Pinion, uh, his 20 points to lead the Red to victory, uh, he, he has just really stepped up in, in terms of his physicality and athleticism and ability to you know, brush by contact and get to the rim. We know he can shoot, and he certainly did that. Uh, of course, Davenport, he's got that, that Isaiah Joe range and catch and shoot. He doesn't need a lot of wasted movement or dribbles. Although he does some of that too, he had six turnovers, uh, mm-hmm. but some of his catch and shoot shots were breathtaking because his release is so quick and he he's got an NBA range. But outside of those guys, I thought the senior transfer from Louisville, L. Ellis, who led last year Louisville in scoring and assists, uh, 18 points and four and a half assists per game. Well, last night, 16 points, eight of 10 shooting from the field, six assists, only one turnover in 28 minutes. And he had he got his scoring in a variety of ways. I mean, he hit some tough shots. 
Uh, but you really see his offensive skill and confidence. Uh, so he was very impressive. Um, as were other guys. I thought Devo Davis in the second half teaming up with Ellis really made the difference in why the teams that were tied at halftime at 41 all, the red team really you know pulled away, led by 21 by 18. Uh, but Devo Davis had the best box score plus minus, plus 20 in his 24 minutes. Uh, there are other guys that stand out, the two true freshmen, Bay Fall, Layton Blocker, both scored in double figures, both did some good things. I thought the transfer from Memphis Chandler Lawson, Chandler Lawson, I've been talking about this for a while. I've written about it. Well, as much depth and talent as this team has, I've said this is a guy that I think is going to sneak in there and get that in that top eight rotation. And he certainly looked the part last night, a double-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds, a couple of blocks. His seven-foot-plus wingspan on that six-seven frame, uh, he's got great instincts uh, attacking the glass for rebounds, 50-50 loose balls. He's got a nice touch face-up game. Uh, if there's a Trey Wade emerging sooner than middle of the season like it happened for Trey Wade, it might be this guy. You know, He's a little bigger, longer, uh, and, and maybe can – and do a few more things in the blue-collar area just because um, what I saw, you know, he gets deflections defensively, uh, but but I really like what I saw from Chandler Lawson. And there were positives for everybody. So what I saw, and going back to the nutshell version of it, is what I've been saying about how deep this team is, the versatility within that depth. I think it's each position group is deeper and more versatile than it's been under Mussman. And for a guy that only plays – really a six to seven tight rotation he expands it to eight per game um you know there's there's 13 guys out there that could help arkansas i mean even denazi harris you know maybe cad coming in as maybe the 12th man um you know he had a double figure game scoring game last time but five steals um and so his defensive instincts the senior transfer forward i mean just up and down the lineup guys i was impressed the only two things that you that come you come out of that with some question marks and concerns is still Trevor in Brazil. Musman says he's still on pace. They're right. He's where they want him to be. He obviously didn't play. He did go through some warm ups. Musman gave an update on him. They've increased his um, his practice to three on three live scrimmaging. They haven't gotten it quite to five on five. They're still probably a week or so out from that. Remains to be seen if he plays in the next game, which is an exhibition game against Division II Tyler, Texas Tyler on October 20th. But from the sounds of it, it doesn't seem like Melsman will play him in that game, but we'll see if he gets there. And then the eyes after that would be on the Purdue exhibition game on October 28th. And then Khalif Battle, I was watching him in the early warm-ups, and I look over and he was in going uh, kind of striding, and then he pulled up and he looked like he was hobbling a little bit, took himself off the floor. Then when all the players left the floor, came back later, he came back, he was in street clothes, on crutches, and wearing a boot on his injured right foot. It's a foot he's had previous injuries with. He, you know, in his career before coming to Arkansas, missed a lot of game time. Only played seven games two years ago. Last season he played the most of his career, 27. But he has spent part. He's spent parts of four seasons, including three at Temple in college basketball. He hasn't even played 50 games total, I don't think. 40-something, and last year with 27 was the most he had. So we're going to keep an eye on Cliff Battle. Hopefully he gets past this. Musselman said they did x-rays. They, they were going to do more testing. They haven't heard anything additional, uh, but that's obviously something to keep an eye on and be maybe concerned about moving forward because he's missed a lot of practice time 
not only in July before they went on break, but he was out for a while and just a few weeks ago kind of recently came back. And so we'll see with Cliff Battle, the uh, talented scoring guard uh, out of Temple, what happens with him. Let's check with Cliff. Cliff, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, Randy. Hey, Rick. Good afternoon. Hey, I just wanted to get in the little blue book. All right. I wanted to go Arkansas 49, Ole Miss 42, and I'm so optimistic. I think <laughs> Isaiah Satang is going to run back a punt return Ooh. for the game-winning touchdown. Arkansas going to go for fourth down one time, and they're going to do that West, what Bobby Petrino did to us, that fake and throw it over the top deep last year. <laughs> That's what I think they're going to do. And I you think know, my Cowboys are going to beat the 49 if you're right that's about that. Man, that's a big weekend right there, Cliff. Thank hey, you. If, if, if he's right about the uh, punt return, that's one fourth down Ole Miss will wish they had gone for. Yeah. All right, Kevin, I, I think you may have caught the gist of what uh, is going on today. This is the uh, Bud Light Little Blue Book. Yep. And the tiebreaker number of fourth down attempts Arkansas will try in this game. That is the tiebreaker. I'll get your thoughts in a moment. You'll be in the little blue book. That's Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Thanks to Fence Brokers, the Southern Structural Solutions Buzz Text Line, 501-661-1037. Asher Record Service Company, Life and Feedback. That's the way you can enter. All right. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. There is some breaking news. Um, I don't know if you, this is coming from so many different sources, but uh, Rick, if you can check out maybe... The situation concerning Dan Enos, I'd rather, if you can, do a little do a little investigation of our own before we start running with what is being said by way of our uh, Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. If this is the case, this is quite serious, to say the least. Okay, see what I can find out. And let's talk to Don. Don couldn't wait. Let's talk to BB. BB, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Randy. Good afternoon, Rick. Good afternoon, Kevin. And Kevin, you do an excellent job in scouting and everything you do with basketball across all boards. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You betcha. And I see you on uh, the uh, YouTube stuff and all that, too, a little bit, talking about uh, Arkansas and other basketball teams, but mainly Arkansas. Uh, Randy, you were in rare form yesterday. Now, uh, you—I thought you might tear down the radio antenna there for a minute, but uh, you <laughs> calmed back down. Oh, are you talking about Roger Scott and the Roger Scott Radio Network? The Red, Roger Scott Radio Network. I saw Roger about three weeks ago at uh, the Touchdown Club, and uh, he is a great guy. I've always liked Roger. I've known him since he started that lovely station. Uh, Anyway, getting back to the Razorbacks and everything, I certainly hope everything's okay with Mr. Dan Enos. Uh, I'd go back. Uh, I would go ahead and say, and I'm going to stay optimistic on this thing, 
42 to 35, Arkansas, uh, the winner. And, BB, how many fourth down attempts by Arkansas? Three. I'll go with three. Three it is. Very good. What? Now, the offensive line is really been the question mark, let's face it. I mean, you know, it looks like that to me. If you'll run over – Please, Randy, the offensive line uh, starters for this game, and then uh, rerun about the five or six defensive linemen that are going to be in rotation uh, going forward here for the, this game and going forward, and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm assuming Mr. Morgan is better, uh, didn't really have a broken neck or anything like that. And uh, I'm really excited about the basketball team. So. I'm going to let you guys get back at it. I really appreciate your uh, all your time. Thank you, BB. Thank you. If we go left tackle across the line, should be Andrew Chambly, Devin Manuel. They'd like to see him be able to play on Saturday. Not sure he has some lingering issues. Then you've got left guard, Brady Latham. The center will be Joshua. I mean, I'm sorry, it'll be Patrick Kudis, right guard, will be Joshua Braun, and then Bo Limmer will be the right tackle. That is your five across the front for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Defensively, they pretty much stuck, at least starting-wise. Almost, Rick, I'm thinking through all five games so far. Landon Jackson, he normally lines up as the left defensive end, the left tackle. Uh, the last cup, well, no, it was this past game. Uh, it was Cam Ball who took that spot. The other defensive tackle, which we'll call the right defensive tackle. No, left defensive tackles, Gregory. And then the right defensive tackle will be Cam Ball. And then the defensive end will be Trajan Jeffcoat. That is, again, from left to right on the defensive line. So, there you go. Um you mentioned, and, and, and I kind of, I had this in mind, Kevin, to ask you, and you did pretty much elaborate uh, on Khalif Battle. I did not realize he has played that few of um, of games as a, basically a four-year player. Um, yeah. You said Part, maybe four 50. Years before, yeah. Parts of four years before this year, and so we'll see what happens there. By the way, guys, I know we're running out of time real quick. Arkansas landed its second commitment. Muslim, yes, big Isaiah one. Isaiah Elohim, class of 2024, national top 30. Talking about the backcourt, 6'5 wing, versatile, 2'3", sturdy, strong, athletic. Sierra Canyon out in California. He's an, an East Coast guy that's been playing out in, in California, moved when he was eight years old, uh, and, and now uh, he's a Razorback commitment. So Arkansas's got two on the board. I've been saying for a while. This will probably be another two- to three-player class. Last year was two. This might end up being two. Arkansas has got a five-star coming in, Trey Johnson, at the end of, or on October 20th. Uh, they may have a couple more guys that are in the you know, high level four, maybe some five-star consideration. When you start talking Carter Knotts, Jace Richardson, uh, uh, two more guard wing types. Uh, but right now, with, with Jalen Shelley, who committed him in September, 6'8", combo forward at Link Academy, and now Isaiah Elohim, who's at, again, Arkansas 
Uh, whoa, 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 Kevin. How do you say his last name again? I pronounce it Elohim, E-L-O-H-I-M. He texted me at midnight last night and said he was going to make his announcement at 11 a.m. Central Time. Anytime a player on a national level lets a local reporter know at midnight, it's a good sign. I knew he was coming to Arkansas, uh, you know, kind of playing the game, let them make their announcement, don't tip it off. But uh, Okay, te- text, text me phonetically how you're saying that last name. All right, thank okay. you, Kevin.